0: Are you ready for some podcast? <laughs> That's right, it's Super Bowl Sunday when we're recording this. <laughs> February twelfth, twenty twenty three, and it's time for the Smug Buds with Will and Liz. I'm Will. Hi Liz.
1: Hi, Will, I'm Liz.
0: <laughs> That's correct.
1: <laughs> How are you?
0: I'm I'm doing pretty well and yourself?
1: You know, I um, I feel like you and I have a similar experiences. Where have you watched any other football games this year?
0: No, no,
1: I haven't either. And I don't know if I'll watch this one. If it's maybe we somehow have it on, I'll mm-hmm. put it on. But um, yep. uh, yeah, I will. But I will say that I am famously from Pennsylvania. Yes, and I love all of my friends. So I will say, go birds. <laughs>
0: You have a home team to root for, so I do. that gives you an extra incentive to watch,
1: yeah, and um, it's amazing to me how many people I know actually like the Eagles, like people 'cause people in Jersey like the Eagles too, is the weird thing, yeah, well, because they're so close, and so
0: mhm, and um, they they don't have a a
1: exactly. closer home team, so there's like the the breadth of people extends outside of my literal home state, I guess is my point,
0: mhm, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty common.
1: And do you know about um, what they have to do in Philadelphia when there's like a big sports game?
0: Um, I mean, uh, I don't know exactly what measures they take, but you must be referring to some kind of preventative measures against the destruction of the entire city.
1: (laughs) So they have to grease all of the poles. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, because people will climb up them.
0: And fall and die, yes. yes. I, I I have heard of this.
1: And, um, which, like, if you're not from Philadelphia, because people don't do this in other cities, if you're not from Philadelphia, and you're just walking through the city, you might see somebody just slathering a pole with, I guess, Vaseline. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but Kathy had messaged me about this, and she was like, I thought you'd be interested in this. And this is actually, like, a folklore tradition. Hmm. Um, So, you know, Philadelphia has a pretty big Italian population, and this is, like, something that they've done in Italy as part of, like, a, you know, event or sport or something. Okay. And so it's likely, I guess, according to this person who made this video, that the reason Philadelphia specifically does this particular activity is actually because it's a sort of, like, ancestral activity.
0: (laughs) Mmm. From the old country. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Interesting. So you're saying they use olive oil? <laughs>
1: I think that they would in, in Italy, yeah.
0: Sure. They, I think they have an excess of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Do we have any old business to discuss? I, I think you do.
1: one thing. or okay. two, Maybe two things. Old business. Okay, so this is like, this is not really old business really, but I am going to tell you because I think it's funny and this is the place to do it. I ordered these um, charms from um, the Phoebe Bridgers Catbird jewelry collaboration, and they're two little, like, you know, like, best friend hearts, Um, and they have lyrics to Garden Song on the back, and they're silver, and on the front, they're hearts, but they have, like, skulls, and they're very cool. And, like, you've gotten mail from, like, merch before, right?
0: I've got mail, yes.
1: (laughs) And it normally says like, you know, in the return address, like it just has the return address or something. My return address, it said <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. as the name. Mm-hmm. It
1: didn't say like Catbird or like such and such distribution. It didn't just say nothing. It made it really seem like Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. had sent me a <laughs>
0: package. Yes. This, I think I, I, I don't have much evidence to go on, but I think this may be a thing now. I, I ordered records from one of my favorite bands, Don't Stop or will Die, okay. uh, from their online store, and the return address said, Don't Stop or will Die.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's very mm-hmm.
0: good. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, and then we have um, a note from our gosling, Marissa, mm-hmm. who has previously written in before. And she said, I think I found a category you haven't covered space travel
0: referring to our our last episode music videos too
1: yes for music videos too um and she mentioned david Guetta, shakira black-eyed peas i also brought up the doja cat video uh get into it which we mentioned um Mm -hmm. the darkness i would think would count as a space traveling video of course oops i did it again okay um and that weird, like, Katy Perry, Kanye song, where hmm. Kanye says, what's next, alien sex? Okay. <laughs> Taking um, your I was word like, for
0: most of this. Yeah, go on.
1: I was like, you know, I and I was saying to her, I was like, you know, you're right, like, pop singers specifically really like space. Like, eventually, mm-hmm. I feel like every pop singer, it's like, it's like a weird genre, like, it's sort of like how there's just, like, genres of toys for kids, and it's, like, dinosaurs, unicorns, space. Like, I feel uh-huh. like it is, is really, like, a genre that eventually everybody has, like, a space. Really, I mean, even if you're looking at, like, Insane's video for I Want You Back, that takes place on, like, a space station. They're just dancing, sure. but it, like, takes place on a space station.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then there was another music video um, update that I had that I was very excited to tell you about, mm-hmm. so I didn't text you about it. And now yeah. I can't remember what it is.
0: <laughs> Perfect, yeah.
1: <laughs> so hopefully we'll have that in a future episode.
0: Yeah, or maybe even later this episode. You never know when yeah. it's if if it pops into your head. Feel free to interrupt me at any time. I'll do that. We are gathered on the day of the Super Bowl, but uh, I sort of have uh, my own Super Bowl. It's true. Uh, an annual event that i'm uh much more invested in mm-hmm. what what are what are we here to discuss lines
1: the oscars correct i worked really hard to not say the grammys
0: <laughs> thank you i appreciate that um is there a a, a search function on our uh, website there is yeah okay so if i just type in oscars for uh uh the uh smugbuds.com is our our website yeah uh yeah so uh okay uh i'm looking at (laughs) these came up in uh what seems to be a random order
1: (laughs) it's most relevant will
0: uh episode 55 episode 6 episode 32 and episode 65, uh, those are all uh, Oscars episodes of The Smug Buns, meaning this is the fifth. Yeah. This is the fifth uh, year of the uh, tradition where uh, I host an episode of the podcast in between when the uh, Oscar nominees are announced and uh, when the Oscars themselves uh, occur.
1: Do we get a Lifetime a- Achievement Award this year?
0: <laughs> do you do you mean do we get it or or do we receive it or or is there one?
1: Oh, like do we receive it personally
0: <laughs> i think i think we may have to work for a little bit longer <laughs> um but hey if you want one i'll give it to you yes yeah you you've certainly earned it an award-winning
1: um, podcaster yeah a lifetime achievement award
0: mm-hmm so you know, uh, we've been here four times before. You know mm-hmm. what I have in my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, prior to the nominations being announced, I made predictions of what the nominees would be in eight categories.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You remember what these categories are?
1: Lead actor. Mm-hmm. Lead actress. Yep. Supporting actor. Yep. Supporting actress. Yep. Original screenplay. Yep. Adapted screenplay. Yep. Director. Yep. And movie.
0: <laughs> yes, and movie. That's correct. <laughs> Best movie, they call it. Yeah.
1: Wait, what is it actually called?
0: Best picture. Yeah. Okay. Mm hmm.
1: Hey, I nailed that.
0: <laughs> you did. You uh, 100% did. Yeah. Okay, so before I launch into uh, what any of these nominees are, I mm-hmm. suppose I could ask you for a baseline. Do you have any preconceived notions? Do you have any thoughts to share before I get into any specifics about movies of last year, performances of last I year? I I saw
1: none of these. Okay. Which is, I think, a new record.
0: <laughs> Impressive, yeah.
1: Um and I there's mo- like I know everything everywhere all at once Yes. is um on the list and that's a movie I've been intending to see for a very long time but just haven't okay. gotten around to. Mm-hmm. Um and the other thing that is interesting regarding Phoebe Bridgers is that Paul Mescal is um nominated. Mm-hmm. And people have been speculating that he and Phoebe Bridgers broke up. Mm. And I feel like part of the reason they're speculating that is because they haven't been seen together anywhere. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, this might be a good uh, way to tell.
0: <laughs> mm, right. if he's is... with
1: another woman or just, you know, alone.
0: With, you know, Or bringing his mom or, or something yeah. sweet like that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Something sweet but not. Phoebe Bridgers.
0: Yes. Indeed. <laughs> I thought we would begin with the uh screenplay categories. Mm-hmm. So first observation uh overall that I have to make is it was uh it was difficult to do both of these categories for, for opposite reasons. Oh really? It was difficult to uh predict the in the original category. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot to choose from. Yeah. And uh, it was difficult to fill out the adapted category because there were so few to choose from.
1: Really? That's interesting because I feel like in the past Mm -hmm. five years, the adapted category has sort of been like a hot place.
0: So, So in this case, I was looking at the total field of the movies in the awardsy conversation mm-hmm. and i was observing these are overwhelmingly original not and very few of these are adaptations but as we've discussed before what what do we know about what counts as an adaptation besides the obvious um
1: that sequels count as adaptations
0: exactly what i was thinking yes all sequels are adaptations regardless of what they're sequelizing yeah which leads me to there are four movies that are all sort of orbiting this conversation mm. despite the fact that they are not only sequels but really you know quite popular movies mm-hmm which are not usually thought of in the awards-y conversation. Yes. And the four movies I'm thinking of when I say that are Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Right. You have to remember that Black Panther itself was nominated for Best Picture yes. in its year. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, gosh, what was... Oh, of course, uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. (laughs) Of course. Avatar also being a a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. So, of those four, are they all going to be nominated in this category? Are any of them going to be... Are we going to cherry pick? Mm -hmm. How how are we going to... So, I decided two of them. Mm Mm-hmm uh we're going to be nominated and then i filled out the other 3 mm-hmm. uh in a in a different way so here are my 5 okay glass onion good choice top gun maverick mhm she said the whale oh yeah and women talking
1: right cuz that's so based you, on a novel right
0: uh that's my understanding okay yeah. So, podcast listeners don't know that Liz kind of grimaced when I said she said you you. Uh, I, I I think you probably haven't heard of this movie. No,
1: I have no idea what it is.
0: Okay, <laughs> it's about some women journalists who uh, basically. Oh, this is the, the Harvey
1: Weinstein movie.
0: This is the Harvey, Weinstein and
1: it's movie. got um, Cutesy Pooh in it, who I like Daisy. So we-
0: Zoe Kazan and Carrie Mulligan. It's Carrie mulligan our are star in the film. Yeah. <clears throat> so um I'll just do, take a quick aside here to say, when it comes time to do this exercise, there are two kinds of movies, mm-hmm. right? The movies I have seen and the mm-hmm. movies I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And there are two types of errors that I can commit making these predictions. Mm -hmm. And that is underestimating, as in leaving them off when Mm -hmm. I should have included them, and overestimating, including something that I shouldn't have because Mm -hmm. they should have been left off. Now, when I underestimate and I leave off something that turns out to be on there, that's sort of like more of a fun surprise than an error. Yeah. Yeah. What really feels like the error is including something in my predictions that doesn't get nominated. Yeah. And so every year, I find myself bemoaning two types of errors. Mm -hmm. Overestimating a movie I haven't seen. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And overestimating a movie that I did see. Mm -hmm. And... I did each of these in a significant way mm-hmm. uh, with two particular movies.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and the movie I overestimated without having e- even seen it mm-hmm. is the movie She Said.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And this is going to be sort of a recurring theme Great. Through, throughout the episode.
1: I do like that there are themes in these episodes.
0: <laughs> so... All of that to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: that of the five you heard from me, three are correct.
2: Oh, okay.
0: The two that are incorrect are clearly she said, mm-hmm. obviously, from what you just heard me say. Also, the other one is the whale. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not nominated for its screenplay. So the uh, uh, that is also to say that I was correct. Mm-hmm. Women Talking, Glass Onion, and Top Gun Maverick are all nominated for their screenplays. So, Have you
1: seen Top Gun?
0: Yes, and I think that this is a good nomination.
1: Okay, I, I will listen to you. I will trust uh-huh. you.
0: Yes, I, I, I understand why people are clowning on it. Um, D- David Sims from The Atlantic and from my beloved Blank Check podcast uh had a tweet about this nomination and i'm just i'm not reading it i'm just going from my memory of it but his tweet was basically exterior the sky <laughs> pl- plane and then as if it's dialogue vroom! <coughs> <sighs> um it's funnier if you see it laid out of you course. Know, like a screenplay um It's hard to verbalize that. But anyway. You you
1: also have to realize, like, my uncle and my cousin are both pilots. So Mm -hmm. I admittedly have not seen even the original Top Gun. Uh But I have heard a lot about it. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, in a way that I don't have affection for it.
0: (laughs) Top Gun Maverick is a really good movie. And the nominating the screenplay is good, especially when. I think that, as as I've said, I Mm -hmm. think there's, like, so little competition um, in this category. So um, the two uh, that were nominated that I left off,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, are they the two sequels that I talked about that I left off when I made my predictions, but I said they were in the conversation? No, neither of them is. (laughs) Oh,
1: wow. Okay.
0: uh, One is called Living. Which is going to come up again mm-hmm. uh, in a later category, and I haven't seen it. And the other is All Quiet on the Western Front.
2: Oh, right. And
0: not only is that an adaptation of a famous book, mm-hmm. but also... Um, do you know anything about this movie?
1: I know that it's a real dad movie.
0: Sure. It's also a German film.
1: Mm, okay.
0: So... This was kind of a curveball. In hindsight, I was like, "Oh, of course. I didn't completely forget that this movie existed. Mm-hmm. I could have easily remembered that it could be nominated as an adapted screenplay." My excuse for not thinking of that is that it's an international film. It's a, it's a screenplay that's not even written in English. Mm. But this has happened before and it's happened recently. Um, The Worst Person in the World was a recent Cool Screenplay nomination. So another theme that you're going to see is that a lesson that I'm taking from this year is I need to spend a little more time in the future considering nominations for the international films.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay, so that's one category with three out of five.
1: Can I have a brief interjection about award shows that yeah, I please. think is funny? hmm So we've talked a lot about, like, you know, hashtag Oscar's so white. And, yep. you know, there's other problems, like, you know, Beyonce sort of regularly denied the highest categories when she's obviously a genius. mm mm-hmm. um, And that said, I am always so amused... When I see people tweeting or posting on Facebook or whatever, well, the blank awards was just another popularity contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you think there was an objective measure here that we're <laughs> just not using?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I'm not saying that it's not a problem, but and, and that, you know, some there might be some systemic issues that we need to address, like having a more diverse voting base. However, Yeah it's literally a popularity contest that is yeah. literally what this is why are you surprised well and but
0: <laughs> cool. and you're absolutely right and also i can remember at least one time where uh the response to an award show was the opposite of that mm. and and that was when the response to the grammys one year in our lifetimes was who the hell is Arcade Fire? <laughs> that is not winning a popularity contest.
1: How did that... Do we know how that happened? Like, like has there been, like, you know, investigation into that? Like, was In, it, like, into a weird Arcade thing... Arcade
0: Fire winning that Grammy?
1: Like, was it a weird thing where, like, the base was split between two people and so the Arcade Fire ended oh. up being third and... But, like...
0: That's you a good question. I have no idea. I also I have...
1: I didn't yeah. listen to that album until after they won. And then I was like, is this a good album? And I was like, oh, this is a great album. Like, this deserved to win. And then everything it, after that has been trash.
0: It was The Suburbs, right? It was The that, Suburbs, yeah. Yeah, that's their best album. That, yes, yeah. hands down. It's mm-hmm. it's no
1: skips. Every right, other... Yeah. Even their albums before that, which I loved, have songs that mm-hmm. I'm like... There's like one or two yep. songs where I'm like,
0: mm hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Beyond no, Bible. we... <sighs> we took we we agree on this um almost completely
1: oh yeah you like bible.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you song, mean neon bible well the song neon bible the song of the album the, the song yeah. sure I, I i i said almost completely more because i i enjoy arcade fires post suburbs output more than you do yes a- i acknowledge- i
1: find it unlistenable for the most part <laughs> <laughs> acknowledging
0: that it is not as good that it is inferior i it's it's not unlistable i I do really like some of and it, and
1: I want to listen to it. you know what I mean? like mm-hmm, I really sure. will put an effort into this
2: right mhm
1: um, so the fact that i when if I call something unlistenable, it's bad for me
2: right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
1: really creating a feeling, yeah. but anyway, sorry, that's just my little rant on popularity contest because I think it's yeah. it's so funny to me like I, I I think you and I have discussed this before, like. I think people should be critical all they want, but like don't be critical in the wrong way cuz then you just sound mm-hmm. like an idiot.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I think that, I think that's a very good point and well well stated. So, um in a transition to the next screenplay category, I I want to say broadly, generally, you know, I'm not going to tell you uh this early in the process how I did overall this yes, year. Yes, of course. But I will Give you a significant clue, and just tell you that we just heard me get three out of five in the last one. That's that's as bad as I did this year. Oh, oh, three 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 out of fives is is the worst that I did. Uh, I also didn't get any category a hundred percent right. Okay, we're okay. we're looking at a lot of threes and fours. Okay, of, that's good fives. though. So, in original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Here are the films uh, that I predicted would get nominated in this category, all original screenplays, all mm-hmm. big uh, awards contenders. The Banshees of Inishirin. Right. The Fablemans. Right. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Absolutely. Tar.
1: Mm-hmm. With our girl.
0: <laughs> with You mean Lydia Tar, I see. Yeah uh who is real and uh, <laughs> a, uh and the woman king oh uh liz has once again made a face like she has not heard of this film <laughs> liz you make a, a a terrible ally by admitting to this um the woman king is a a film starring uh viola davis and uh has a a pretty big cast of Uh, black actors
1: oh wow i have not heard a a drop of this
0: yeah that's a big problem in our society (laughs) (laughs) uh it's a really good movie and it should have played like a blockbuster and actually in fact i think it did pretty well Mm -hmm. not like huge blockbuster well but like not like marvel well but 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 like also not a failure yeah uh at least that's my understanding um just going from memory okay so i said there are two types of errors that i bemoan right mm-hmm. and we already heard about she said woman king is a movie that i saw and i really liked and it's the big overall snub of the year for oh. for most people for most people uh in my position that's nope the, you, yeah. know, you you throw a stone and you'll find someone Upset that there are zero Oscar nominations for Nope. Mm-hmm. For me, that's this movie, The Woman King. I love Nope. I am realistic enough to expect that Nope is not going to get any Oscar nominations. Yeah. I really like The Woman King and I thought it would get several nominations and it got zero nominations. So uh, the good news is that I uh, the other four... Uh, Mm -hmm. We're were correct. Banshees, Fablemans, Everything Everywhere, and Tar are all nominated, as I predicted. Instead of The Woman King, they put in, going back to the theme of, gotta think more about those international movies, Triangle of Sadness.
1: Oh, which I have heard that name because I thought it was funny.
0: (laughs) Yes. And that is a film that I want to say is Danish. Uh, I'm looking it up. Um, to see if I'm correct.
1: Also side note, the woman King, I just looked up on Wikipedia and they made it for 50 million and it made 94.3 million in the box office. So nof- okay. nothing to to sneeze at
0: enough to not be a failure. Um, okay. So, uh, Wikipedia says triangle of sadness is a satirical black comedy, Written and directed by Ruben Ostland in his English-language feature film debut. Mm. Um, but I am fairly certain that this is nominated in the international category. And uh, it may be Swedish? Let's look up the nominees. Oscar nominations 2023... I want to see the complete list, please. I want to see the international category, <laughs> which I don't make predictions in, but we can talk about we can anyway. reference. It's a, um Okay, so I have made an assumption which was not correct. And I have okay. continued to make the assumption uh long after knowing what the nominees are and And giving them a lot of thought. And Mm. I just didn't process some of this information (laughs) (laughs) at all. Um, Okay. I was wrong to assume that Triangle of Sadness is an international film. Mm. Um, I made that assumption because its director is uh, a Swedish filmmaker.
1: Also, none of those actors seem... They all seem European.
0: Well, Woody Harrelson is in it.
1: Oh, but he's last.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. On this um, list
1: that I'm looking at on Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, you, you probably haven't thought as much about billing uh, as I have yeah. uh, since I started listening. To... He's last, which means he gets the and.
1: Oh, I see. A-
0: and Woody Harrelson means he's not really last. He's sort of biggest. Yeah. Okay, so that's original screenplay and that's both of the screenplay categories taken care of. Four out of five mm-hmm. in one, three out of five in the other. hmm Next, we will do the supporting categories. Yes. Starting with supporting actress. Uh, my predictions were Carrie Condon, who is in The Banshees of Inisherin*, hmm Carrie Mulligan, who, as we already said, was in She Said. hmm Jamie Lee Curtis, who's in Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? Angela Bassett, who is in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever.
1: Mm, okay.
0: And this that that may sound kind of odd, but this was easy to include in the predictions because she was not only nominated in the Golden Globes, she won the Golden Globe. Oh, in good. That okay. category. Yeah. And Hong Chau, who is in The Whale. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, one of these is incorrect yes. because one of, one of them is from She Said. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I've already explained that that was a mistake to who, be thinking about that movie.
1: Who, um, who directed that movie or like wrote that movie? She Said? Yeah.
0: Uh, I can look it up cause I don't remember off the top of my head. It has,
1: whenever I saw the trailers for that, it has this like sort of, I feel like there's this genre of movie that's like recent events fictional movie that's very glossy and it feels like a glossy magazine
0: yes Uh, it's it's written by rebecca lankowicz and it's directed by maria schrader
1: okay so women
0: maria schrader uh, wikipedia says is a german actress screenwriter and director and i I think I am not familiar with her work
1: okay, so this isn't like you know somebody who's already made a movie like this making this movie
0: um if they have uh not in a way where uh I'm aware of it.
1: yeah, that makes sense okay sorry thanks for thanks for that No little side no, note. no, that's okay
0: no that that's uh interesting to explore for me as well so um Carrie Mulligan is the only one of those that was incorrect mm-hmm. um Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett, and Hong Chow are all indeed nominated, as I predicted. The one I left out is maybe the most pleasant surprise of all the nominations, in my opinion. Oh. It, it's uh, Stephanie Hsu, who is also in Everything Everywhere All at Once. She oh, plays good. the daughter, uh-huh. and she was kind of on my long list, but I underestimated her chances. Yeah, because they uh, do
1: sometimes do two from one movie, but it's not all the time.
0: That is also going to be a theme in the in the ongoing conversation.
1: So, so uh, there, so we know. Just skipping ahead a little bit, that they can nominate up to ten movies for Best Picture. Indeed. So, did they nominate one of those movies twice?
0: <laughs> yes, that's why. Yes, that's why we're <laughs> going to have that conversation. There's multiple Banshees. There's multiple Fablemans, and
1: did you like how I led into that? Like it was such a technical, boring question.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. The, you you had me fooled. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So four out of five in that category. Uh, the next one we'll do is supporting actor. Mm-hmm. And my predictions were Kihi Kwan in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Brendan Gleason in The Banshees of Inishirin. Barry Keoghan also in the Banshees of Inisharan, mm. Paul Dano in the Fable Mens mm-hmm. and Judd Hirsch also in the Fable Mens.
1: So I know yeah. one of these that you definitely got wrong, because I brought it up already.
0: Yes. You're talking about Paul Dano.
1: Oh no. Sorry. Maybe he's actually sorry, maybe he's actually in the best actor category. I thought he was supporting actor. Never mind.
0: Paul Dano is the only one of these that is incorrect, so I don't know what you're talking about when you say you know one of these is wrong. Um, The only one that's wrong is Paul Dano.
1: No, 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 not that. Um, I meant I knew who wasn't on the list, but I'm realizing now that I might be in the wrong category.
0: Okay. (laughs) So you have some confusion about whether someone is lead or supporting. Yes. Do you want to say who it is or do you want to wait until lead?
1: Oh, I was just saying that, like, I know that Paul Mescal was nominated for one of those.
0: Paul Mescal <laughs> is nominated in lead.
1: Okay, so that was where I got confused.
0: <laughs> That's not, yes. Yeah, so this is not the I category actually, to be I thinking about that. I actually
1: didn't assume he was the lead actor in that. I thought he was the supporting.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Um. He, he's nominated in lead. Um. So you heard me make predictions. Mm-hmm. That not one but two movies would have not one but two actors yes. represented in this one category. Yes, which sounds absurd. Uh huh. But I challenge you to come up with any other version of predicting who these nominees would be. <laughs> this this the, the some of these categories. We already saw this with the two screenplay categories. Mm-hmm. A few of them seem really competitive Mm -hmm. and it's hard to pick just five. And as if to counterbalance that,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: it's like, oh, spoiler alert, like all the best roles were lead actress roles Mm -hmm. this year.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And you would think that that leaves a lot of room for, well, if there are a lot of lead women, there must be some good supporting men, you know, in some of the same films. Not the, not the case. (laughs) Like Tar, for example. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: There, there there are very few men in Tar. And the ones who are there are not in the conversation for a supporting actor nomination.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I was right about four out of five of these and Paul Dano is the one who's wrong, which means I was right about one of the movies having this double nomination, yeah. but not the other one. Mm-hmm. So kihi Kwan, Brendan Gleason, Barry kyogen and Judd Hirsch are all nominated. Paul Dano isn't, which is such a huge insult. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the biggest one person snub, in my opinion. Um But In His Place is what seems like a pretty cool nomination, but I can't speak to it. I haven't seen the film yet. Mm. And it's Brian Tyree Henry, who's in a movie called Causeway, uh, which stars Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay. Do you know who Brian Tyree Henry is?
1: I feel like I do know that name, Um, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head.
0: Have you watched uh, Atlanta?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he's the guy who's not Lakeith Stanfield and he's uh-huh. not Donald Glover.
1: Yeah, and he's also in... Um,
0: he's in lots of things. He was in Bullet Train. Yeah, he's doing pretty well.
1: He was also in an episode of This Is Us that I specifically remember being like, oh, it's that guy.
0: Yeah, so I say it seems like a cool nomination because I know who he is. I like him. Uh, but I haven't seen this particular performance because I haven't seen this particular movie yet.
1: Um. Are you, when you watch stuff, are you just constantly looking up the actors and actresses on Wikipedia?
0: <laughs> Generally, no, not while I'm watching something.
1: Oh, and he was in Eternals.
0: Yes, that's right. He was one of the Eternals.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this guy is great. That's that's cool. Yeah, oh, and he was on. also in, I mean, we didn't, I didn't see this movie, but we talked about it in 2018, if Bill Street could talk.
0: Mm, yeah, I saw that movie and I forgot he was in it. I guess I mean, He might I,
1: look totally different or it might be a small role or when something.
0: I, it's just one of those things. When I saw it, I didn't have much of a reference point for who he was.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: So he was just some guy. And even though I know him now and I've seen him in lots of stuff, my brain never made the connection. Yeah. Uh, so um, now uh, I'm going to uh, pause real quick. To get your opinion
2: mm-hmm.
0: um I've realized four categories in that I have not spent any time saying who I think will win.
1: Oh right, yeah.
0: Should I save that for the end or should I go back and review the category save it we've... for the end? Okay, so we'll move on and then yeah. we'll we'll recap. So uh this okay, the big ticket category
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my opinion is lead actress. Mhm. This is so overstuffed. Mhm. There's also something of a controversy this year in this category.
1: Oh, my favorite.
0: Have you heard about this last? No. Have you ever heard the name Andrea Riceborough? No. Okay, have you ever heard of a film called Two Leslie? No. Have you ever heard of Mark Marin? Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: That guy to, I know.
0: To Leslie is a film starring Andrea Riceborough and Mark Maron. Okay. That I had never heard of until the final days leading up to the Oscar nominations. Oh, wow. Imagine in your mind your framework however limited it may be Uh for what an oscar campaign looks like Mm -hmm. you i i I, if if you're on the same page with me i think you gotta expect that must last at least a month yeah if not several months yeah and common knowledge is that the oscars have several precursors Mm -hmm. right and the Golden Globes is the biggest of those. Yes. And there's a bunch more because every major city has a critic circle and mm-hmm. every critic circle has its own awards. And then there's the SAG Awards and there's the Indie Spirit Awards and on and on and on and on and on. And on. Mm-hmm. Andrea Riceborough, as far as I know, is not in any of those conversations. Yeah. Left out of the precursors, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. And then with just Days left before the Oscar nominees were voted on and chosen. Famous people started using social media uh-huh. to say, To Leslie is a small film with a great big heart. <laughs> and Andrea Riceborough gives one of the best performances I've ever seen. Wow. Or something along those lines, but the thing that was, you know, the timing made it really suspicious. Mm-hmm. And also, what made it really suspicious was multiple people using the exact same language as if they had like copied and pasted, as
1: if they had been sent some copy
0: to Leslie Small, film Big Heart,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Andrea
0: Riceborough for your consideration. You yeah. know, I'm I'm not quoting, but I'm I'm paraphrasing. You you get the gist of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's as if somebody bought a last minute Oscar campaign. Yeah. Did they literally buy it with money? <laughs> we may never know. Is there a version of this where they didn't literally pay for it with money, but they did like cash in favors with yeah. famous people? Uh, I, I think that that might be the most likely possibility.
1: Yeah. That's so interesting, Will.
0: Is that somebody's publicist or manager, whatever the right uh, term is, Yeah, was very well connected and had the means to call in favors and and get this through to the popular consciousness Mm -hmm. at the last moment that it counted. So I was aware that this was happening leading up to the nominations. Mm-hmm. so I had a decision to make would it work or would it not work yeah and the way I chose is which outcome is funnier <laughs> and as funny as I think it would be for this to happen and be noticed by people yeah. and then fail uh-huh. that's pretty funny yeah it's funnier if it works yeah <laughs> So, my five predictions in this category were Kate Blanchett in Tar. Yes. Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere. Yes. Viola Davis in The Woman King. hmm. Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. hmm. And Andrea Riceborough in Two Leslie, a tiny film with a huge heart. Mm hmm. And do you know which one of those
1: is wrong? Not Michelle Yeoh, is it?
0: No, Viola Davis in The Woman King. Right, right. Because Woman King being the movie I did see that I overestimated, got no nominations. It worked, (laughs) Liz. And now a bunch of people are really pissed off that it seems like somebody successfully last minute bought an Oscar nomination.
1: So, just as a note, I was looking, and obviously, Tar. I feel like Tar was sort of the movie that was like one of those movies where it's like, let's make this movie that is going to get Kate Blanchett awards. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, when it, I it, saw it, this movie, I was like, oh, this is a movie movie.
0: I know what you mean in that it is, first and foremost, a performance showcase.
1: Yes, that's what I mean.
0: It is Kate Blanchett's movie.
1: Yes. And so that said, I feel like that is maybe not the fairest comparison, Mm -hmm. but I was looking at the list of accolades that have been given out for, um, to Leslie and it's maybe like seven or eight and like the Mm -hmm. Indie Spirit, it is on there for the Indie Spirit. And there is one critic circle that it shows up on, but comparatively Tar, it's one of those pages where they were like, you have to go to a different page to see the list of accolades.
0: It would. It makes sense that Two Leslie could show up in the indie spirits because my understanding of the indie spirits is it only competes with indie movies. Yes, of course. And so uh, it, that that's that's the place for it to show up and, and perhaps thrive. It just I would just want to say to your uh, contextualizing tar as a kind of. The mission statement of this movie is get get Kate Blanchett her Oscar. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out for context that that would be Kate Blanchett's third Oscar. Oh no, no, not
1: third. get her her Oscar. Get her a bunch of Oscars, like, uh, well, like, <laughs>
2: yeah, like
1: you know, like he, this is a film that is made to be serious and mm-hmm. dramatic and and shot well and like you know fine art, right? Yeah. And then, um and then it like it's like very shiny and like looks very good for awards.
0: Yeah, it's um, a very it's a very awardsy bait presenting movie. Um I do, I also think it's it's a lot more interesting than that might imply. Oh yeah, and I I I, like I would like to
1: see this movie. I'm very interested in it. And also um I feel like it has one of the best movie posters I've ever seen.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, great poster.
1: Um so yeah, but I yeah, which is to say I'm not being critical of this movie. It just feels no, no, a little not.
0: Yeah. I do feel I, a little
1: funny about it a little bit, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. I understand what you're saying and I understand what what you, you know, the point you mean to get across. Um I just, you know, you're also implying some things whether you mean to or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And like awards bait to me implies basically like a lifeless boring movie. <laughs> and and Tar is like, oh, yeah, you can see how that's, like, catnip for Oscar voters. Plus, I think it's uh, way more interesting than than that implies.
1: Yeah. I also think, I will also say, too, that, like, anytime, I think we've talked about this, where, like, movies about movies mm-hmm. always do really well at awards shows, or at yeah. least they get nominated. Right. And this isn't a movie about a movie, but it's a movie about an artist.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. which
1: I feel like is in at least a, a if not the same category, than a very closely related one.
0: Yes, right. No, exactly. You're, yeah, you're exactly right. Where it's it's sort of like one art form could be a surrogate for the art form that we're really thinking of because it's a movie. Yeah. Okay, so if Viola Davis was wrong. Somebody else we haven't talked about must have been nominated. Yeah, who's right? Uh, And uh, the person I underestimated and left off was Anna de Armas, who was in a movie called Blonde, playing Marilyn Monroe.
1: Oh, a A similar thing that we were just talking about.
0: A movie that I have heard is terrible. (laughs) But... uh, speaking of yeah catnip for the voters yeah mm-hmm. makes sense that's the type of thing that they can't help themselves but but nominate mm-hmm. maybe it's good i don't know i haven't seen it uh okay so i got 4 out of 5 there as well which brings us to a category that i think is very funny
2: mm-hmm. lead actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: here's my opinion about this category
1: this year the- you mean
0: This year. Not like as a concept. (laughs) This particular year, this category. Suppose there didn't have to be five nominees. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. They were flexy. Suppose
0: suppose it was a flexible number that was just based on whatever the best ones are. We nominate those. And however many there, there are. There should be only three nominees in this category this year. There, there, there are three,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they are Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, and Austin Butler.
1: Right for Elvis, right?
0: Yes, yeah. Banshees, the Whale, Elvis are the three movies. The other two are superfluous. So, I had to make two super super superfluous predictions. Yeah. And the first was Gabriel LaBelle, who is the lead in The Fablemans.
1: Oh, okay, okay. He
0: plays Sammy Fableman.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And the second I made was, knowing it was a long shot, Jeremy Pope, who is the lead of a movie called The Inspection, Uh which I haven't seen. Yeah. But looked like a... Contender in that kind of, you know, I saw Mm -hmm. the trailer. This could get some awards attention, maybe kind of a way. Mm -hmm. I put down Gabriel LaBelle thinking he deserves it knowing that they were probably going to snub him. Mm -hmm. So the two that I left out that I didn't give enough consideration to that they actually nominated instead were Paul Mescal as you already know.
1: And we've discussed at length because I fucked up earlier.
0: <laughs> Although I don't think we've once said the name of the movie.
1: No, I don't know what it is. I know that he plays a dad in it.
0: It's called After Son. Yeah. And I haven't seen it yet. And Though he
1: has a daughter in the movie. In,
0: that's right. <laughs> uh, and the other one is uh, Bill Nighy. And he uh, stars in a movie called Living, which I already brought up earlier i said it would come up again
1: oh right yeah yeah
0: it was nominated for adapted screenplay uh and i haven't seen it i haven't even seen a trailer i don't even know what it's about um Uh, i think
1: kenny loves bill nighy
0: uh yep understandably bill nighy was not so long ago the uh villain in pokemon detective pikachu the, (laughs) uh, the feature film a movie in which basically bill nighy becomes mewtwo (laughs) <laughs> more, more or less.
1: Oh, I, I have a question before we move on, if that's okay. Yes. Yes. Have you seen the whale yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I was asking this. Will and I talked about this off, off screen. I looked up the. I really like Brendan Fraser. Um, I mean, how can you not? I think is the general consensus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, this was a movie that I thought this is going to make me sad, and so I looked uh-huh. up the plot, and I was like, it's very rare that I will not, um. I'm not a person I'll let myself suffer, let me put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm if I'm gonna watch something, you know, there I I draw very few lines, um, because I feel bad about things a lot. And the whale, I was just like, Yeah, I don't need to do this to myself. This is just gonna make me feel very fucked up in a bad way. Um, yeah. not in like a cathartic way or just a sad way. Um and I had sort of again, I only read the description, but Will had sort of had a different tack on his interpretation of what he had read of the tone of the movie based on reviews than I did from reading just the Wikipedia entry. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see when you do see that, um, what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah. I I'm, I'm fairly certain that I am going to watch it before the Oscars, but I am not expecting to like it. Yeah. Okay. So that means I got a three out of five. Correct. Yes. Because there are three obvious contenders and anyone could and two have predicted. Yeah. Uh, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, and Brendan Fraser are all nominated. Mm -hmm. Uh, That just leaves director and picture.
2: Yes.
0: My predictions for the five nominees in Best Director were Steven Spielberg, James Cameron. (laughs) Why is that laughable?
1: Just fucking Avatar, man. Why are we still doing this?
0: Um, excuse me? (laughs) We 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 barely did it for like fifteen years, I know, and it we had to just keep came back this we year. We had to
1: keep hearing about it.
0: I don't think we heard about it that much. <laughs> I understand being a little fatigued with it after this year, but I don't agree with characterizing it as oh, it's been big, such a big part of the conversation for so many years. No, it was like very quiet and dormant for over a decade. <laughs> yeah,
1: my problem with Ava- this is my problem with Avatar. Is Avatar was like, you know, the biggest of the big or whatever. And I saw it and I was like, this is just a fucking normal movie.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, it's not
1: special. It's not interesting. It's fine.
0: Yes. But but Liz, now everyone is wondering. So I have to ask, and I hate to be the person to ask this question. Yeah. But I have to. How did you see it, though?
1: Oh, yes. Because that was the whole thing. You wore the 3D glasses in the theater.
0: How, how did you see it?
1: In 3D, in the theater.
0: You saw it in 3D in the theater? Yeah. See, I never saw Avatar in theaters. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. That's the only
1: time I've seen it.
0: I had no interest in it. Um, I've seen it twice. uh, Once when it was like new on DVD. And I saw it on probably a pretty small, pretty crappy television. And then I saw it the second time uh, very recently in preparation for the new film
1: so so correct me if i'm wrong here but i feel like avatar was the first movie that was like specifically shot in 3d in the new way and or at least the first movie that it was done really really well and so part of the reason why everybody went to go see this movie was this like novelty thing and then it ended up making all of this money Mm -hmm. um specifically because of that yeah. And this is also why I'm annoyed, because I'm just, it was like a novelty, and I'm like, we don't need to keep doing this. Like, we made a mistake.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so here's- so, Though I will so, say,
1: it did allow us to get Titanic re-released in 3D, which I also did watch.
0: Okay. I think that would have happened anyway. <laughs> that was also one of the most popular films of all time.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Here, here's okay so i have something rolling around in my head okay i i have been listening to uh an anime watch along podcast huh. where they they've predominantly talked about neon genesis evangelion mm-hmm. how, how familiar are you with evangelion
1: i know that there's like a bunch of different versions yeah. like universes right so to speak so-
0: Right, so, so it was a series it was on for a year or two in the nineties, mm-hmm. and then some ten fifteen years later, not unlike avatar, um they w- what they did differently from Avatar was they were like, well, we're gonna remake it it was it, it it's sort of sequelizing it, but more so, it's remaking it, mm-hmm. and they made they ended up making four movies and it took many years for them to finish it up. But what I have rolling around in my head is that I just listened to an episode of this podcast where they talked about the first of those movies Mm -hmm. and they contextualize it with quotes from the creator of Evangelion speaking at that time about why they're doing what they're about to do. Um, I I hope I can remember his name correctly mm-hmm. Hideaki Anno uh, Ooh, well done so, I think it's something like that or very close to that I think and I'm just going off the top of the dome I don't have the quotes in front of me but but yeah. basically what, what he has been on the record saying is since in the years since Evangelion anime has not advanced as an art form Mm. he was like, part of the reason for doing these reboot movies is the world still needs Evangelion because it has not been surpassed. Mm -hmm. I think that is fair enough to say about Avatar. I, I think narratively speaking, if you just look at like the stories, Mm -hmm. they're, they're whatever. Yeah. They're, they're like, five out of ten six out of ten maybe Mm -hmm. technologically speaking for the novelty factor that you're talking about yeah there's no other game in town and there hasn't been for 10-15 years Mm -hmm. like the 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 novelty that avatar introduced audiences to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: nothing else I think has come close
1: okay that's fair
0: so, so it's back.
1: The one I thing I will say is it that. to do it again w-
0: and it's the only one who does it well.
1: When I said we keep, we kept having to hear about it. Yeah. I do want to contextualize that a little bit and I just double checked and it was even earlier than I thought, which was that they announced that there was going to be a series of sequels mm-hmm. in 2009 of de- yeah. December, 2009, a week before mm-hmm. Avatar actually hit theaters,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: So we have also it has been fi- you know fifteen years ish. Yes, since we've been told we were going to get a sequel.
0: <laughs> so here, so so here's more context for this that I that I find interesting. What do you, what do we know about James Cameron?
1: He takes he does one movie every ten years.
0: So so, but what else <laughs> does he do? In, in, with his time.
1: Oh, he likes to go underwater.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and again, I don't have any quotes in front of me. I'm just going off the dome. But my understanding <laughs> is that he is on Jesus the record. He is on the record saying, I love doing two things. Uh-huh. My deep sea diving and making movies. And one I will be able to do when I'm old and one I won't. <laughs> So he has prioritized going in the ocean <laughs> while he still can. And he's like, well, I and and one day I will be too old to do that, but I won't be too old to make movies.
1: That's so funny.
0: And that's what we've seen happen.
1: I... Will not be able – I should have sent this to you when I saw it, but I saw somebody who worked on Way of the Water, by the way, and he was specifically – his only job was to have the water that the actors were in at varying temperatures.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, he was saying what temperatures people liked it in, and I forget who it was, but there was one dude who wanted it to be fucking freezing every time because I guess he like only takes cold showers or something. Okay. And then th- another woman – that often had scenes with this guy refused to do that. So they literally had to shoot their scenes like where they were together separately because they had to so radically change the temperature of the water. Yeah.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like fun. I like that. Um, so y- you, you reminded me of something when you said way of the water, which mm-hmm. is really close to the name of the film, but it's actually the way of water. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. But I just I bring it up not just to correct you, but because it reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we know about James Cameron is he has ex-wives. Oh right. Uh, one of them is Catherine Bigelow. Do you know who Catherine Bigelow is? A
1: female gigolo.
0: Well, she's a she's also a director. Oh okay. <laughs> and and she directed such films as uh, Point Break. Uh huh. And she also directed the Hurt Locker.
1: Yes, the Hurt Locker. Yes.
0: And do you know when the Hurt Locker came out, and uh, when the hurt and when the Hurt Locker was winning its awards?
1: Because uh, it was at the beginning. It was at the first year we did this.
0: No, it was many years before that. Oh, I don't know why we
1: <laughs> talked because we've talked about the Hurt Locker, haven't we? So she's come up.
0: Maybe we've had this conversation before.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Keep going.
0: Why would I be bringing this up in this? Oh, because it
1: came out at the same time as Avatar. Dear
0: Avatar, yes, Avatar Yikes. and the Hurt Locker were in direct competition. That's funny. And the Hurt Locker and Catherine Bigelow won, uh-huh. and Avatar and James Cameron lost.
1: And then did they break up? And
0: I think they were already divorced when this <laughs> happened.
1: <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah.
0: That's been common knowledge for years now. Uh-huh. What, what it, what's new is that we know that the name of this Avatar sequel is The Way of Water.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And Catherine Bigelow, and I only know this, no one's heard of this movie. I've only heard of it because I listened to Blank Check, and Blank Check has done a Catherine Bigelow miniseries. Uh-huh. And so I know that Catherine Bigelow, once upon a time, directed a movie called The Weight of Water.
1: i have a very similar vein thing that is so tangential but i would like to tell you about it if that is okay that's fine so there is you're familiar with my chemical romance the band sure the lead singer is gerard way but there's also his brother mikey way who's in the band. You're familiar with Fallout Boy. Okay. You know, the lead singer is Patrick Stump, but the lyricist is Pete Wentz. Hmm. And there is a theory based on things people said in interviews, based on timelines, based on um, lyrics of songs, that Pete Wentz and Mikey Way – had a bit of a romantic and intense relationship during like the 05 warp tour year. Mm. Um, or maybe 06, but sometime in those sort of mid-aughts that they were on, you know, warp tour was like a a very rigorous thing where like, you know, you go to a town, it's like, you know, hundreds of, you know, not maybe not hundreds, but like dozens of bands. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's sort of in this big production together, and there's this this really big theory that Pete Wentz and Mikey Way had a thing and that it really influenced a lot of their music. So the new Fall Out Boy album is coming out and the new Fall Out Boy album, let me make sure I get the name of the album correct. The new Fall Out Boy album is called So Much for Stardust and it's coming out in March. And One of the things, as I'm sure you know, especially now that you are the owner of a record player, Mm. is that um, one things that bands will do is when they're having uh, an album come out, instead because people don't really buy CDs anymore, you'll sort of get the digital download and then you'll also buy the vinyl. Yeah. And the vinyl will be like a special edition. It'll come in different colorways. Yep. And again, the album is called So Much for Stardust, right? So the um, vinyl, special vinyl, is like... A sort of silvery white opalescent color, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you could have named it anything, right? They could have called that colorway Moonlight. They could have called it uh again, like it's Starlight. There's Stardust in the name. Yeah, they could have just but called it Stardust. They called, they it, Milky called it Milky
0: Way. Milky Way. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: good. And the, it's one of those things where, like, maybe the you know, I I think that there's three possibilities sort of that covered the whole base either it's just truly a coincidence or this is actually a reference or it's not a reference because it now that relationship was not real but they know that the fans will think it's a reference so they did it on purpose and that's obviously the funniest one
0: yes yeah and yeah (laughs) that seems like a very likely possibility yeah
1: but yeah that's my Um, related uh similar name and people okay. being like
0: hey, hey, hey. yeah either using the word either is supposed to be exclusive to two things um uh, but just by the way i just sorry I I, wa-
1: oh well one second i just have to collect my eyes from where they've rolled out of mm-hmm. my head and across mm-hmm. the uh yeah. the the floor
0: well you're welcome
1: <laughs> that's okay i keep saying um actually they're mm-hmm. not technically zombies in the last of us
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're infected with cordyceps. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my predictions were that the five nominees for Best Director would be Steven Spielberg, director of, of The Fablemans. Of course. James Cameron, director of Avatar, The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Martin McDonough, director of The Banshees of Inishiran. Mm-hmm. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, a.k.a. The Daniels. Yes. Directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Sarah Polly, who is the director of Women Talking. Now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: did I think that maybe the Daniels would be left off just because they're a pair? Mm. Yes, I considered this. Has that this, happened before? It has happened before, but it's exceedingly rare, okay. which is why I thought that even though their film is beloved, it still seems like a long shot that they'll be nominated. But mm-hmm. I included them anyway because they s- seemed overwhelmingly beloved and respected.
1: Also, and sometimes you gotta do you gotta do your own personal justice.
0: <laughs> well, t- speaking of personal justice,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> did I really think that Sarah Polly had a better chance of being nominated than Todd Field, the director of Tar, who I mm-hmm. left off of my list of predictions? No, I did not. But We've done this five times now. You know what I say every year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be caught with my pants down predicting that all of the nominees for director are men. Yes. And then it turns out that actually a, wim- a woman a is nominated. A women. <laughs> a, a, imagine if a women were nominated in this category. And I predicted all men well i i would have I would truly have egg on my face, mm-hmm. so I would rather be wrong hoping for a better outcome
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh than be correct, predicting something that is unfortunate
1: better to be wrong and hopeful than cynical and correct
0: so do you know what the outcome actually is no. is th- is that not only more than five six men are nominated because one of them is a pair right? yeah and they're and they're both men uh-huh. um uh i was wrong about two of these not only sarah polly but also james cameron who i guess oh. you were you i guess you were right to laugh at <laughs> when i said that in this category um todd todd field as i said um uh-huh. is nominated for tar and the other one going back to the theme of we, I need to make more room in my predictions for, yeah. well, I thought this was an international film, but I guess actually it isn't. Mm-hmm. But it it is, it is an, in, we'll call him an international director. He's yes, a, he, first, he's a he not, certainly
1: is an international director, he's no He's a
0: non-American no director, and his name is Ruben Ostland, and he directed Triangle of Sadness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I need to keep in mind, okay, one of the slots for director in the future one of the slots for screenplay not so much one of the slots in any of the performance categories mm-hmm. but definitely at least one of the slots in best picture um i have to be thinking uh internationally um, um
1: all of our goslings i just want to take a note here to say that will's wearing this blue sweatshirt and he has his sleeves like his cuffs pulled up kind of over his hands and it looks like really cute oh
0: thanks yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so, uh...
1: <laughs> he just pulled them all the way over his hands. Now, now he's just placating me.
0: <laughs> so, of course, I was correct. Steven Spielberg, The Daniels, and Martin McDonough are all nominated.
1: hmm
2: mm-hmm.
0: So that's a three out of five.
1: I'm glad for The Daniels, to be, to be honest. Me I've too. I've seen some interviews with them, actually, and they're very cute.
0: Yes, they are. <laughs> they're adorable. Uh, That just leaves Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh you mentioned for the sake of a uh, very uh, convincingly boring setup to a joke you made earlier um, <laughs> that it's possible to have as many as 10 nominees in this category. And in the past I was fluctuating between predicting eight and nine, and that's the way that things were going for years. Mm-hmm. But then last year there were 10 nominees and uh I shan't make that mistake again. Um, Knowing that this is a real possibility, Mm -hmm. I am going to create a list of 10 predictions. Mm -hmm. And indeed, there are this year, once again, 10 nominees for Best Picture. So my 10 that I predicted were Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. The Fablemans. Mm -hmm. The Banshees of Inishirin. Mm -hmm. Tar. Mm -hmm. Avatar. The Way (laughs) of Water. Women Talking, uh-huh. The Woman King, uh-huh. She Said, uh-huh. Elvis, yes. and All Quiet on the Western Front.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So at minimum, two of those must have been incorrect, right? Uh-huh. Knowing what I've already said about The Woman King and She Said. Yeah. Do you suppose any others were wrong? Elvis? I, I understand why you would think that. It's ninth on this list for a reason. I've kind yeah. I haven't i have ordered them alphabetically. <laughs> I've ordered them, I think, in sort of a likely way. But good. also,
1: Elvis just really didn't get um, much attention. Except for...
0: Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Yeah, that's fair enough. Actually, uh, eight out of the ten are correct. The good only- job. Yes, the two... Damn, Dude. Were- The two that were obviously wrong based on the conversation we've already had are the only two I was incorrect (gasps) about, which is why I say what stood out to me was, okay, I overestimated a movie I saw and I overestimated a movie that I never saw. Mm -hmm. Woman King uh, here and also in screenplay and also in one of the performance categories, all wrong. Mm -hmm. She said here and in one of the performance categories and in one of the screenplay categories, all wrong. Um, I was correct that everything, everywhere, all at once, The Fablemans, Banshees of Inishir and Tar, Avatar, The Way of Water, Women Talking, Elvis, and All Quiet on the Western Front are all nominated for Best Picture. The two that I left off were Triangle of Sadness mm-hmm. and Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I, my I knew God. That this was a po- I knew this was a possibility. <laughs> Again, I was thinking about those sequels. Right, yeah. I was. I was thinking Top Gun Maverick was beloved – it got it what it it brought in a ton of money it 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 just it just made headlines for making so much money in the theaters more than anyone thought was possible yeah post-covid and post-streaming and everything and i was also thinking about okay uh black panther wakanda forever that's not totally out of the conversation black mm-hmm. panther was nominated for best picture angela bassett is in this conversation um you know rest in peace Chadwick bozeman all that mm-hmm. and and also to a certain extent glass onion i was like okay i can't totally rule out that possibility um anyway top gun maverick is the one of those that i should have chosen in addition to Avatar: The Way of Water, which I did choose, and I was right to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of Woman King, and she said Top Gun: Maverick and Triangle of Sadness uh, made the actual list of nominees. So eight out of ten. So is this two, is this your best year? I think if it's not the best, it's the second best. Okay, I, yeah. I, I I think it's it's basically like a tie for yeah. for best. So eight out of ten in picture. Three out of five in director, four out of five in original screenplay, three out of five in adapted screenplay, three out of five in lead actor, four out of five in lead actress, four out of five in supporting actor, and four out of five in supporting actress. Yeah,
1: that's good, Will.
0: For a total of 33 correct out of 45 predictions. Yeah. That's 73% correct.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Almost three quarters. So now we can go back through them again to talk about who the winners are going to be.
1: Before we do that, did you see about AMC and the seating?
0: Oh yes, yes, I've seen this.
1: So for those of you who haven't, I and I don't know if they've stepped back on this or not, but they announced this plan to basically make you pay more for better seating, mm-hmm. which is um maybe the the worst idea <laughs> I could imagine for movie yeah. theaters which are not doing well, I think. Right. They're like somebody is filing for bankruptcy, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um because as I saw somebody tweet, excited to sit in the front two rows with a bunch of other people in an otherwise empty theater. Yeah. Like there's so many times that you go to the movies and you're one of, you know, there's like it's a hundred seat theater and there's ten people there. Right. Why on earth are you making people pay more for the middle? Like, this isn't a flight that's full every single time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, pretty absurd. And if they haven't walked it back already, I think it's inevitable that they're going to walk it all the way back.
1: Yeah, Elijah Wood was like, "Movie theaters are supposed to be democratic spaces,"
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: and this sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, absolutely. "Yeah, hell yeah, Elijah Wood."
0: You, yeah. Okay, let's. So, so just a quick caveat um, about. Uh, predicting these winners and Mm -hmm. i thought i was going to say this at the very top but i forgot just a word about the timing of this Mm -hmm. i would love to be doing this later in february or in early march because the oscars are not until march 12th which which is a month away Mm -hmm. i have a month to change my mind Mm -hmm. there's there could be a month's worth of new information Mm -hmm. Um, That could change the odds of of who's going to. So I'm going to give you my predictions as of a month out from the awards. Right. Um, Adapted screenplay. Just to remind you, the nominees are Glass Onion, Top Gun Maverick, All Quiet on the Western Front, Living and Women Talking. Mm -hmm. My prediction is Women Talking will win. I have not seen the film. That's just what seems the most likely to me. Based on the knowledge I have. Yeah, same. Original screenplay. Um, This is tough. And I could easily see everything everywhere all at once winning. Mm -hmm. I think I'm actually going to predict that Banshees is going to take it. Mm. But if I'm going to change my mind anywhere, I think this is like... The most likely place I'm going to change my mind.
1: Yeah. I when, think I... When do they have to vote by?
0: That's a good question. I think that's posted somewhere. This
1: is one of those things that, like, doesn't really apply to us, but I think, you know, because, you know, you're saying we're a month out, but really, what, how right. far are we out they'll from when be, they have to vote?
0: They'll be decided, yeah, um, earlier on.
1: Two days before.
0: March 2nd, final voting opens... Mm-hmm. march 7th final voting closes
1: okay so it actually is pretty close but it is pretty close it's, but it's a, about a, it's a work week let's say mm-hmm.
0: yes mm-hmm. uh all right so i i think i i think i want martin mcdonough to win mm-hmm. in the banshees of Michigan, and i think it's a real possibility but if i'm being honest i think maybe actually the more likely thing is that everything everywhere all at once will win in this category. So I'm on the fence about how I'm going to make my final prediction. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Supporting actress. Again, the nominees are Carrie Condon, Stephanie Hsu, Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett, and Hong Chow. I'm realizing I may have sort of neglected this category. I'm not sure I have a, line of thinking about who's gonna win this. I guess if I had to put my stamp on someone right now, I would say Angela Bassett, mm. mainly because she won the Golden Globe. Yeah. So that's probably where I'm gonna end up. Uh also i I guess it's worth pointing out, could have pointed out when we talked about the category already. It's the first time somebody's been nominated for their performance in a Marvel movie. Yeah. And could be the first win as well.
1: Um, has Jamie? I think Jamie Lee Curtis. She has not actually won a Oscar yet, right?
0: That's a good question. Let's do a quick Google.
1: I'm looking at Wikipedia, and she seems to have won a British Academy Film Award. And nominations. Mm. For, okay, so she's had nominations for an Academy and Emmy a, and a Grammy, but she hasn't actually. I don't think. Won. If I'm reading,
0: if I'm reading this correctly, this is. The first Oscar she's been nominated for.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: So that would be a pretty good story. Yeah. Um, But also sort of a weird role to win for.
1: Yes. It would be weird. Like, oh, the white woman wins.
0: uh, Yeah. I think the competition might be a a little bit too stiff. Um, I haven't seen The Whale. Maybe Hong Chao is a real contender and I... Uh, just don't know it yet Mm -hmm. okay supporting actor I think this might be the easiest of all I will be shocked uh, if Kihi Kwan does not win Mm. uh, in this category Kihi Kwan needs to win this award yeah Uh, which brings us to lead actress this is a coin flip
1: Mm -hmm.
0: heads it's Kate Blanchett tails it's Michelle Yeoh
1: yeah, yikes. Yikes.
0: Yeah. Uh, neither one of them would be a surprise. They they, they both could easily take it. But only one of them can win, and I think that on the day, I'm going to pick Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Not because I think it's more likely necessarily. I don't think either one of them is more likely than the other. Mm -hmm. So I have to pick it based on something else. Yeah. And so I think I'll be picking, unless new information arises in the next month, I think I'll be basing it on what would be the more fun and interesting outcome. Yes. And it would be more enjoyable, I think, to watch Michelle Yeoh win.
1: She's she also would be, she's the first Asian actress to even receive a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Actress.
0: In this particular category, yeah. Uh, so I think it's a better story if Michelle Yeoh wins, and that's why I will pick her, even though I think it's just as likely that Kate Blanchett could win. Yeah. Okay, lead actor. You can't flip a three-sided coin, but mm-hmm. if you could... It would be heads, Austin Ooh. Butler, Tails, Colin Farrell, and then I guess landing on its side if that were equally likely Brendan <laughs> Fraser.
1: I think we're we're in dice category, Will.
0: <laughs> I would I haven't seen the whale. I like Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I don't like him so much that I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Colin Farrell. Okay. What I think will actually happen is Austin Butler will win. Mm. I think that I think that playing Elvis as he did is the most oscars thing.
1: Yeah. I watched like half of that movie on a plane. Elvis? Yeah. And by watched half of it, I literally mean watched because I was doing something else and the person ahead of me was watching it and I just ended up looking at it.
0: <laughs> so, saw it in theaters, good experience. Would Ooh. recommend. Um, best Director. Uh, Again, those nominees are Steven Spielberg, Todd Field, Martin McDonough, The Daniels, and Ruben Ostland. I think this is a competition mainly between Steven Spielberg and The Daniels. Yeah,
1: I was going to say that.
0: My prediction, again, I might change my mind. I'm teetering on the fence. But my prediction is Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Will win. However, Mm -hmm. that just leaves best picture. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to change my mind. I feel fairly certain. Everything, everywhere, all at once will win Best Picture.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I'm really hoping so.
0: It's got a lot of people in its corner.
1: People really like that movie. And like not just like... To quote Klaus in The Life Aquatic, whenever uh, Ned makes the new flag and Klaus goes, I didn't just like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> All right. um From there, I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to look at some of the other categories. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about it because I don't make predictions, and we're not going to go over over every single one of them. But let's do a few more mm-hmm. animated feature film. The nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio.
1: Oh yeah, I want to watch that.
0: Marcel the Shell with Shoes On,
1: mm-hmm. which I also would want to watch. We Puss almost saw that in theaters with Elliot, and then just forgot about it. Mm.
2: Uh,
0: I've seen Pinocchio. I haven't seen Marcel. yet. Mm-hmm. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, <laughs> The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a sure thing, but I think my prediction will be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay. Cinematography not. Really interested. Skipping over costumes. Haven't Any period
1: pieces this year?
0: In costumes.
1: Like, is there? I feel like there's always like a period piece in costumes, and people are like, "Wow." <laughs>
0: um, I don't think there is one in the way that you're thinking. No, um, there weren't
1: like hand-sewn dresses.
0: There might be, but <laughs> there, there's no Little Women.
1: Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Babylon, Black Panther, two Elvis. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris are the nominees for costume.
1: I'm sorry, what? Uh,
0: Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris.
1: That is like a children's book. I don't know what that is in real life, but that is the name of a children's book.
0: It is a film in which uh, Mrs. Harris uh, Shut goes up. to Paris. <laughs> Shut up. It's my understanding. I haven't seen it. Um. Anyway. uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) I think Elvis will win. Uh, I think Elvis will be my prediction. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen any of the documentary features. Um, There's only one that I've really heard buzz about, and that is all the beauty and the bloodshed. So I assume that will win. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen any of the shorts. Don't think I have anything interesting to say about editing. I suppose... I will predict that everything, everywhere, all at once will win Mm -hmm. in film editing. In international feature film, I thought we were going to have a conversation about how two international nominees are Best Picture nominees. Mm -hmm. But that's not right because Triangle of Sadness is not international. Mm -hmm. So only one of them is and it's All Quiet on the Western Front. So obviously All Quiet on the Western Front should win in the international category. Um, Also, All Quiet on the Western Front has a lot of technical nominations.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So uh, it might be picking up in some of those categories. Mm -hmm. Makeup and hairstyling, music, original score. Let's see. eh, Not particularly. uh, We didn't have
1: a, a big... Disney musical this year, did we?
0: I suppose not.
1: Because Encanto was 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. M-
0: music original song. Uh, did you know that Lady Gaga is nominated? No. Hold my hand from Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> music and lyric by Lady Gaga and Blood Pop.
1: Okay. Sounds fun. That sounds like, you know, you've got to lance something because <laughs> gotta got to get a blood pop.
0: Did you know that Rihanna is nominated?
1: Yes, because she did her first song in like five years for um, Wakanda Forever, right?
0: That's right. And that's nominated.
1: Also at the Super Bowl tonight.
0: Uh, that's right. Uh, There's also a song nominee from uh, the movie RRR, which I I haven't watched yet, uh, but has great buzz and supposed to be one of the best movies of the year. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's super long, uh, Mm -hmm. but but it is on Netflix, so it's accessible. And then um, there was an original song from Everything Everywhere All at Once, and it's nominated, and it's by... uh, Two of my favorites, David Byrne and (gasps) Oh,
1: Wow. Do you think that's going to win? I feel like I've actually heard about this song.
0: Assuming that all of these songs are going to be performed at the Oscars, which is typical, I'm Mm -hmm. most looking forward to seeing that performance. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, Just to say, by the way, since I named the other four nominees, I haven't mentioned the fifth. It's from something called Tell It Like a Woman, and it's by Diane Warren, who apparently is some kind of this category juggernaut mm. like every year there's a diane warren song and it's nominated even though nobody's ever heard of the movie, movie or that the it's song. From. um so yeah i guess well honestly you you, you know what i'm thinking i mm. i don't i don't have much to base this on because i don't have firsthand knowledge of it yeah I'm just i'm just basing it on buzz i think the song from rrr is is going to win really yeah that's
1: that's so have you interesting
0: he- have you heard of rrr it's like no. a it's like a big like bollywood thing
1: oh that like
0: crossed over into being okay popular. i think i
1: may have seen some like memes around this but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that's my the extent of my information
2: yeah yeah um, jesus
1: this woman has been nominated for best original song one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, including this year, fourteen times,, mm. and that's spanning from nineteen eighty seven to nine to twenty twenty
2: one yeah, i mean
1: to twenty twenty two but
0: she's a powerhouse, apparently,
1: yeah, Jesus Christ, and she's never won,
0: wow, all right, well, that's an interesting story, yeah uh production design no shorts no sound uh, oh the batman uh is nominated in sound no um visual effects all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman black panther 2 and top gun 2 Mm it would be a weird surprise if it was anything but avatar Mm -hmm. in visual effects and that just leaves the screenplays, which we've already talked about. So, that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, wow. Um, I think I just have one more piece of business. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else on your mind? Any other questions or thoughts that have arisen so far?
1: D- this this is sort of looking toward the future, if you don't mind. Because I okay. just brought up the Disney thing. Did you see the... Um, the bunch of Disney movies that are they announced.
0: I might know a little about it, but I don't think I've seen what you're referring to. So
1: they just announced a bunch of movies that they're going to be putting out. There's going to be a Frozen 3.
0: Oh, right. Toy Story 5, right? Toy Story
1: 5, which like mm-hmm. we were good at 3. 4 was like a bonus.
0: <laughs> 4 was a pretty good bonus.
1: I liked 4. 4 was fine, but I just mean like... I, we could have stopped at three and we would have been chill.
0: <laughs> my my opinion is that is how I felt going into four. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're doing this when they pulled off three so well. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think four is better than three, but I think four is so good that its existence is justified. Okay, that's and so And so I am not going to... Scoff at five. I'm not yet. going to scoff at five because they won me over with four, so...
1: And then also Inside Out 2.
0: Mm, that's interesting.
1: Which I, uh, Auden was the one who told me all of this, but um, my reaction to that was I would only be interested in an Inside Out 2 if it was actually for adults and was having some child have to deal with thinking about sex. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Not
1: child thinking about sex, but like a, a person a growing, child. it, it mm-hmm. you know, beyond just being like 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I think I bring that up just because, um, especially with song, the song category, you know, Disney, the Frozen, the Let It Go had a hold. Right. And Into the Unknown did not have the same hold because it's impossible, I think, to do that twice, but it did not not have a hold. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see what three will be like. Two I felt was kind of messy, but...
0: Um, what I was pulling up here was uh, I'm, I'm uh, looking at my my two-watch list on Letterboxd, and I've s- sorted it by release date. So I'm looking at the newest stuff first, and I'm looking for how to expand on the conversation of, well, what's coming up this year that I'm looking forward to, mm-hmm. but also what have I so far missed from the past year that I can't include in the conversation about my favorite things from mm. 2022 so. number
1: one thing you've missed bones and all
0: we'll get to it <laughs> um knock at the cabin is in theaters now and oh, yeah. i haven't seen it yet but that's like my first priority for what i'm gonna see next mm-hmm. and then i don't think i have any other 2023 movies on my watch list and so i just have to go off the top of my head Um, obviously we have to talk about Cocaine Bear when it comes out.
1: Kenny's really Uh, excited to see Megan. He's going to see that this week sometime. Haven't Um, seen
0: Megan yet.
1: Which was a movie that when I saw it, I thought that looks really silly. And Kenny saw it and thought that looks awesome. But the reviews are coming out and saying, yeah, this is actually good.
0: (laughs) Yep. Been hearing good things about Megan. I'm looking forward to watching it at some point. Um, there's a new ari aster movie coming out this year really uh, yep it's called bow is afraid and it stars joaquin phoenix and you should see the trailer for it it's a really really good trailer
1: bow like um like a boyfriend or bow like bo burnham or bow like a bow and arrow
0: spelled like the first one
1: like a boyfriend okay
0: mm-hmm. um See what else have I well, I guess I, well it's it's funny we're recording this just before the Super Bowl because <laughs> in a few hours, I'm gonna have a lot more to say about mm-hmm. the movies that are coming out this year, like for example, I think in I think for the Super Bowl there is a like three and a half minute trailer for fast x um which I think is coming out in may, mm hmm uh that's so and that's, who got
1: added to that movie that i told you about that we were excited do you know what i'm talking what, about
0: was it um i think the two the two people i know of who are new who are in it are jason momoa and uh what's her name brie larson
1: brie larson that was the person i told mm-hmm. you about yeah
0: yeah that makes sense yeah she seems like a great addition yeah to that cast. Um I mean I think she'd be a pretty good addition to any cast, but I mean me too,
1: I, but I have a type, I, so. But I think but I think
0: <laughs> I think she'll fit in there well. Um uh gosh, what other who else has a Maybe I'll think of some later. Anyway, mm-hmm. some movies that I could have seen uh, already but I haven't. Babylon, The Menu, haven't seen all quiet on the western front yet. I
1: did see the menu by the way.
0: Yes, you you told me we we yeah, we discussed that a little bit. Um I intend to watch it I haven't gotten around to it. Um Causeway I haven't seen yet. The Eternal Daughter is a new Joanna Hogg movie starring Tilda Swinton doing what she, not only what she does best but maybe the only thing she does pl- playing more than one character. <laughs> um that's the movie that I feel the most like. Oh, if I had seen that by yeah. now, then my top movies list might be different. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't seen Women Talking yet. Haven't seen David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. As I already said, haven't seen RRR or After Sun or Triangle of Sadness. I haven't seen Hatching. Or EO, the movie about a donkey. Kenny or... saw
1: Hatching and he he liked that so much. that I mean, and granted, that's like a genre that Kenny is specifically interested in.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but he liked that one so much that he wants me to watch that with him.
0: Right, yeah. Which is not, not always I, the case. <laughs> I intend to watch it, just haven't gotten to it. I haven't seen Marce- Marcel the Shell mm-hmm. with shoes on. So all of that is something to keep in mind because I'm going to talk about some of my favorites from the year. Mm-hmm. And any of those could have affected the outcome here, but I can't talk about them. I haven't seen them yet.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So, um I uh, w- w- I of course you remember I call this the William Awards.
1: Yes.
0: So, uh I just I kind of threw this together last night. Uh and uh I my 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 thought exercise was Okay, what what is my true top five? But also, if I couldn't have any crossover with the Oscar nominees, mm-hmm. then what would be my totally alternate five? Yeah, so, and I ha- I haven't I haven't bothered to do this for the screenplay categories. So mm-hmm. It's not that interesting. So, um, in supporting actress, my crossover with the Oscar nominees includes Stephanie Shu mm-hmm. from Everything Everywhere and Carrie Condon from Banshees of Inner Sheeran. And then my totally alternate five
2: mm-hmm.
0: are Lashana Lynch, who's in The Woman King. Mm-hmm. This list was a little bit hard to make, by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Uh,
0: and I don't mean hard to pick only five. I mean hard to come up with five. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver... In Avatar The Way Up Water. You probably don't know what part she plays. You've seen the movie, so you remember that she dies in the first one, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in the sequel. <laughs> she plays a different character.
1: A different character? Mm-hmm. Does she play her own twin?
0: Do you want a spoiler?
1: Yes. Spoilers for Avatar Way of Water.
0: She plays her own daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and a and a teenage girl at that.
1: A teenage girl.
0: Well, she's one of the she's a Navi in yeah. addition to that. So it's not like she's playing a human teenage girl. She's still
1: though a teenage girl.
0: I put her on the list. <laughs> I think she pulled it off. Uh Jenna Ortega. Oh yeah. Uh who was in the new Scream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh as well as the movie X. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporting roles in both. Didn't like X as much. Um, so the nomination is for Screen. Dominique Thorne, who is in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She plays Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: which was the most exciting part of that movie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, Rachel Sennett. Uh, or I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's Mm S-E-N-N-O-T-T. And she was in a movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies.
1: Another movie that I'd like to see, do you know why I want to see that movie? Because Pete Davidson has to wear so much makeup.
2: Mm. Because Mm -hmm. in
1: the trailer, he's in a pool at one point, and he has no tattoos.
0: His tattoos, yeah. He
1: had to wear so much makeup, and I would like to see it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Also, I'm a big fan of bodies, so...
0: I think you will like that movie um, for a number of reasons. It's an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and I thought that uh, Rachel Sennett was the uh, standout. The standout, the stand stand, stand yeah. Uh, okay, so lead act, I'm, I'm sorry, not lead, supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Um, my crossover with the Oscars would be Kihi Kwan mm-hmm. and Brendan Gleason mm-hmm. if I were just making my top five um, of anyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My alternate five. Starts with Paul Dano, who, by the yes. way, was not only supporting but close to being co lead in the Fablemans, mm-hmm. but also pretty standout supporting in the Batman. Yes, this year. yeah, mm-hmm. really good. So he was non- so good
1: in that. I'm still a big yeah. fan of the fucking Batman, man. I fucking love that movie. It's my favorite yeah. one, still, it's, hands down.
0: It's really good. It's, it's really so really
1: good. good. <laughs>
0: Um, so Paul Dano, and you could say that it's for either of those movies. Um, he's fantastic in both. Stephen Yeun. Yes. For Nope. Yes. Which reminds me, I didn't say a winner in the previous category. So I would have to say Lashana Lynch is mm-hmm. the winner of the William Award in the previous category. And spoiler alert, I think Stephen Yeun is my winner in this category. Mm-hmm. The other nominees are James Hong, who is in Everything Everywhere All at Once,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Willem Dafoe for The North Man, mm-hmm. and a nice surprise for Liz, Michael Stuhlbarg in Bones and All, <gasps> which I watched last night.
1: Yes, did you like it? Yes, I did. I loved it. Can you see why I liked it so much? Like why I specifically liked it so much? I mean, sure,
0: yeah, I think so, yeah. like
1: how it's just so much about like intimacy and mm-hmm. um about like you know having to make your own way when like having like the just also the questions of like how to ethically exist when it's impossible to be ethical right mhm, um, I thought were really interesting. I loved the conceit that um, this is like genetic. And so the first time that these people do this, they're very often children and don't even know what they're doing. Right. Um, I also just thought it was shot so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And also, a perfect example of I don't think Timothy Chalamet is attractive. And then I see him in a movie and I'm like, oh, I get it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think Timothy Chalamet is doing great work with his physicality in that movie. Yes, and not so great work with the vocal part of his performance. Oh, you think so? Movie. I I have yeah.
1: admittedly only seen it once, so I'm not sure I could speak to that as much. But you're, I definitely agree with you on the physicality part.
0: I was not buying him as a guy with a southern drawl. Oh, <laughs> and that was a knock against the movie. Yeah. Um. Do you know who Michael Stuhlbarg is? He's
1: the, yeah, he's the, the, he's the, the creep. Which one? He's, oh shit. Is Mark, he the. Mark,
0: you, you probably might think that I'm talking about Mark Rylance. Oh, is that like ponytail guy? In the movie. And he's Sully. And okay, he's, that's
1: Sully. So the guy you're talking about is the guy who they meet.
0: The guy in. overalls Overalls. yes who has a friend who's not one of them yes right it's Um, a a one scene performance
1: but but oh it
0: that's my really good i love michael stuhlbarg he is a serious contender for like my favorite actor he can do he can do anything and i not only believe it but i am compelled by i'm fixated on it i can't look away
1: yeah did you see my tweet about bones and all
0: I don't know if I did.
1: I, 18F, stormed off after finding out a guy, me and my boyfriend, 21M, had just met, eats a specific food we have to eat to survive, even though he doesn't have to. Am I the asshole?
0: <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, so do, I, I was going to ask, uh, do, what do you know about the director of Bones and All?
1: Oh, you know what? I knew more when I watched the movie because I watched a little thing where he was explaining it, but I couldn't, I actually, which is to say the thing you're saying may in fact be familiar to me, but I don't remember it off the top of my head.
0: He's the director of two movies that seem very disparate and Bones and all, I think, makes a nice intersection between the two. Nice. He's the director of the remake of Suspiria.
1: Right. Yes.
0: And he's the director of Call Me By Your Name.
1: Yes, that's right, because he had worked with – that's what I knew. He had worked with Chalamet before, and it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious that he's working with Chalamet on a movie about cannibalism.
0: Yes, because, <laughs> because of the army Hammer thing. That's yes. Right. But, but do you know what else is good? It's not as good and funny as that, but have you seen Call Me By Your Name?
1: Yes, I loved it.
0: Okay. Do you remember – who plays the dad?
1: Right, it's the guy.
0: <laughs> it's Michael Stuhlbarg. It's
1: Michael Stuhlbarg.
0: The, that guy, that guy. <laughs> Call me by your name. I think the thing that is most successful about Call Me By Your Name is the tender father son relationship yes, between absolutely. Stuhlbarg and Chalamet. Uh, and then that guy <laughs> played this part. <laughs> in this movie also talking to timothy chalamet and the vibes couldn't be more different couldn't be more different
1: oh my god that's amazing you're absolutely right yeah
0: isn't that great that's so great
1: yeah i um, my one note on call me by your name i watched that when i was really really sick last christmas Mm -hmm. and um I had either the army Hammer stuff hadn't come out. I think it had come out, but I just didn't totally remember or put them together or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the movie, I was like, man, I love this movie. And then I was like, or do I just want to spend six weeks in Italy during the summer?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right.
1: (laughs) Where I get laid a lot. (laughs) All
0: right, I'm looking at my lead actress list now, and I'm realizing that I made an error because... I um I lumped in Viola Davis with my crossover with the Oscars but of course she was snubbed. So that's actually the top of my list
2: mm-hmm.
0: of alternates. So in lead actress my crossover my personal crossover with the Oscars would not surprisingly include Michelle Yeoh and Cate yeah. Blanchett. Yeah. But if I am giving only alternates then the list goes Viola Davis for The Woman King. Tilda Swinton for 3,000 Years of Mm Logging. Another movie that was totally snubbed by the Oscars, but which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kiki Palmer for Nope. Mm -hmm. Anna Cobb for We're All Going to the World's Fair. Mm -hmm. Which if you haven't seen, I know you nevertheless know who this very young actor Anna Cobb is. Because she plays Timothy Chalamet's sister in Bones and All. Yeah, she was great
1: too. I liked her so much.
0: When I I recognized her in her, she's not in the movie a ton, but she's in multiple scenes. I recognized her in her last scene (laughs) in Bones and All. And when I made the connection, I said out loud, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, my last nominee is Amber Mid-Thunder for Prey.
1: Her last name's Mid Thunder.
0: Yeah. Um, that rules. She, yeah. What well, she, she's she's uh, a she's Native American. Oh,
1: that still uh, rules. I've never heard mm-hmm. that as a last name of any reason or or whatever before. Did, it's so good. Did you,
0: did you see Prey? Did you? Kenny you know the movie saw, I'm referring did. to. I think the, Kenny did the Predator. Uh, yeah, movie. Yeah. called Prey. Yeah, she's the star of that. She's excellent. Um, I'm just looking back. So I said Lashana Lynch was my winner in Supporting Actress. I was only thinking about the alternates that I suggested. Mm-hmm. If I'm including overlap with the Oscars, I would probably say Stephanie Shu mm-hmm. is my winner. Mm-hmm. Um, in Supporting Actress, I mean, sorry, Supporting Actor for the William Award, it's neck and neck between Stephen Young, who I already said, mm-hmm. and Kihi Kwan, who is... Bound to win the Oscar.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: th- th- honestly, if I had to give a reason for giving the William Award to Stephen Yun instead. Mm-hmm. It's because Stephen Yun is clearly in a supporting role. Uh, yeah. In No. Ki Kwan, you could easily make the case that he is the male lead. Yeah. Of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. A movie which the awards just deemed doesn't have any male lead. Yeah. Everyone is supporting except for Michelle Yeoh, which is another totally valid read Mm -hmm. on that movie. Um, In lead actress, uh, Michelle Yeoh could win the William Award if we're including crossover with the Oscars. If we're not, then um, Viola Davis for The Woman King. Uh, Which brings us to lead actor. Um, The only... Crossover I've included is Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets the William Award. But if there were no crossover between the Oscars and the Williams, then the five nominees are Idris Elba for 3,000 Years of Longing, mm-hmm. Gabriel LaBelle for The Fablemans, mm-hmm. Park High Ill, sorry if I'm not saying that right, for Decision to Leave, mm-hmm. also a very cool movie. Robert Pattinson for The Batman. Hell yeah. And Daniel Craig for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Nice. And little bit of a tough call because my feelings aren't totally overwhelming in any one particular direction. But I guess I would give it to Gabriel LaBelle mm-hmm. for The Fablements, which I think is underrated.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then... Uh, that brings us to director. Um, I could easily cross over with the Oscars on the Daniels and also Spielberg and also Martin McDonough.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but if I am only giving you five alternates, I would give you... Oh, I, I sorry. I wrote down here also... I could cross over with Todd Field for for Tar. Mm-hmm. So that that's like 4. That's like 4 out of 5. Yeah. And the fi- the fifth is I just haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, so yeah. I can't speak to Ruben Oslin. But um my five alternates Gina Prince-Bythewood, director of The Woman King, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, director of Nope, of course. Park Chan-wook, director of Decision to Leave, George Miller, director of 3000 years of longing. Mm-hmm. And Jane Schoenbrun, sorry if I'm not saying that right, director of We're All Going to the World's Fair. Uh yes. I guess if we are crossing over, then the William goes to the Daniels. Mm-hmm. But if we aren't, then the William goes to uh Gina Prince-Bythewood. Okay. For the Woman King. Um and that just leaves Picture And so I'm going to tell you uh, from 1 to 10, my top 10 movies of 2022. Let me Mm -hmm. just pull up my list on Letterboxd. Number one, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm -hmm. Number two, The Banshees of Inishirin. Number three, Nope. Number four, The Fablemans. Number five, The Woman King. Number six, Tar. Number seven, Decision to Leave. Number eight, 3,000 Years of Longing. Number nine, The North Man. And number 10, We're All Going to the World's Fair. Now, how many of those are crossover with Oscar nominees for Best Picture? Well, one, Everything Everywhere. Two, Banshees. Three, Fablemans. Four, Tar. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, So if you wanted to know my top 10 movies, but I can't include any Oscars Best Picture nominees, then the next four on the list are Barbarian, Glass Onion, Top Gun Maverick, but that's also one of the nominees. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you two more. (laughs) The Batman Mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
1: Oh, yes. Which you know I loved.
0: So now you've basically, you've heard my top 15. Perfect. And five of them cross over with Best Picture nominees. So subtract those five and you've got the 10 exclusively William Award nominees.
2: Perfect. And
0: yeah, as you already heard, my favorite of the year is Everything Ever All at Once, Mm -hmm. which I think is also going to win Best Picture. It's not often that that happens. Yeah. That they'll win both both the Oscar and the William in the same... (laughs) In the same category, I'm
1: sure they're going to be like this. Never happens that we yeah, win both.
0: They'll, they'll probably acknowledge it, yeah. yeah. In the, in the speech, <laughs> um, but just to reiterate, the movie that is highest on my list that is not nominated for best picture is Nope, yes. which is my number three yeah. right now. Um, and that's uh, and that's the Williams.
1: I have one more question. Go on. Has anybody ever been nominated? Or is it possible to be nominated twice in a category for different roles?
0: So, like... In other words, Tilda Swinton playing two characters who are co-leads in the movie.
1: Or or even in two different movies.
0: Um, but, like, Tilda the, Swinton
1: in, for A and Tilda Swinton for B.
0: If uh, So, Tilda Swinton for the eternal daughter she's lead. And then also Tilda Swinton for 3000 years of longing. She's the lead two different movies, same year, same category. Um, I don't know if that has ever happened by coincidence. I, we were talking about Kate Blanchett Mm -hmm. and her chances earlier. And I observed looking at her history of being nominated. This is, not what you're asking, but it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. If I'm reading this on Wikipedia correctly, in 2008, she was nominated in both lead and supporting.
1: Oh, okay. So that is close. For two different movies. Okay, yeah.
0: She was nominated in supporting for I'm Not There, the Bob Dylan movie, mm-hmm. and in lead for Elizabeth the Golden Age. Okay. So that's possible. There's a precedent yeah. for that. But same category, I don't know if it's ever happened, and I suppose technically it could, but obviously it's unlikely.
1: The other thing that you
0: know, just asterisk on that, Mm -hmm. I'm I am aware that there are non-Oscars awards, Mm -hmm. like say, critic circle awards, like say, like the New York critic circle has their awards. They Mm -hmm. vote on who their awards go to. And I've seen the outcomes of this and I've seen examples where it says, for example, this is not a real one, but hypothetically, the winner is Paul Dano for The Fablements and The Batman.
1: Okay, so that was going to be my next question is like, I wonder how this would change if not for obviously not for something like Best Picture, but if you had an actor that was in multiple movies that they could be nominated as an actor for a cro- like like a more holistic view of their yeah. year so to speak
0: other awards do that other, that's so other,
1: interesting okay there
0: are versions of of awards where they look at the year that that actor had yeah and when they give them the award they don't say it's for just one performance That's so, so interesting. like colin farrell for example had an amazing year mm mm-hmm. He was not only lead in Banshees, he was also lead in After Yang, same year, mm-hmm. also really good movie. Not to mention, he was also the Penguin in The Batman. Right, yeah. So that's obviously, that's supporting where the other two are lead. Mm-hmm. So there might be some awards that would give an award to Colin Farrell and mm-hmm. say, well, if this is in the lead category, this is for Banshees and it's also for After Yang. Yeah. Would they include the Batman? Probably not, unless they were giving out a more general best actor award that mm-hmm. didn't have lead or supporting qualifying it.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's don't so interesting.
0: If, don't know if that exists. Maybe it does somewhere.
1: I know. Part of the reason I was thinking about this, and then, you know, we, I think we can wrap it up. But mm-hmm. I was thinking about how Frances Pugh.
2: Florence had, Pugh?
1: Yeah, yeah. The woman whose name I can't fucking say. Though I like her uh she um was nominated for supporting with little women, but got no recognition for what is one of the best performances I've ever seen in midsummer right, and I almost feel like and it was like I think pretty clear that she was not going to win for little women just be based on the other nominees that year mm-hmm. um but it was like. Sort of heartbreaking to think like, Ah, oh, but you know midsummer' is not the kind of movie that gets nominated here, and if only we could look at them together, I think that it would be more representative of this actress that we we get to see be good in things, you know right um, so yeah, that's just my thoughts i'm I'm excited to see who wins. I will be yeah. maybe on a plane when it's happening, but I'll read it on n p r the next morning.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm excited to see who uh, gets um, physically assaulted this year. Uh, (laughs) The other category that uh, is sort of uh, tangential, maybe related enough uh, to the ideas that you're proposing Mm -hmm. that other award shows uh, might have, but the Oscars doesn't is a category for best ensemble.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, um, I think the Critics' Choice has that. I don't believe that the Globes does, but yeah,
1: and Best Ensemble is good too because especially when you have movies where like it, it, it's. I feel like it is sometimes too narrow to have like a Best Actor award if, for example, it's really the way that they're. I mean, isn't the point to have them all interact with each other?
0: Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that the question on uh most people's minds the 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 more predominant question uh is in our lifetimes are we going to see the uh gender binary of these categories break down? Dropped. Yeah. Is is there a day in the near future in the foreseeable future when there will simply be a best lead and a best supporting category Yeah, and in each of those categories there's 10 nominees yeah and any number of them might be men women non-binary whatever Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's a good point too
0: and i think that that needs to happen i think sort i i think it's sort of an unfortunate side effect that that would reduce the number of categories and the number of awards that are given out um, I think that that would be a little bit of a bummer, but for more important reasons, yes. I think it, it needs to happen anyway. Yeah, I agree. So it's a countdown to see when that'll happen.
1: I mean, that's when we start giving out um gold, silver, and bronze.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that day is coming, but anything's possible, and that would be interesting.
1: That would be a way to recognize more people.
0: Indeed it would, yeah.
1: And it would soften the blow of losing sort of opportunities to win awards Mm -hmm. so to speak
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Um, maybe a run maybe a runner-up in those categories that have up to you know as many as 10 nominees
1: and then you know we get to have moments where somebody who is absolutely pigeonholed to win gets runner-up and the whole crowd is you know sitting there gasping (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: it would create drama and that's what they want so we fucking watch the awards
0: yes and and of course the next thing that is inevitable after the slap is that it's a countdown to the first murder (laughs) (laughs) that takes place live on television we're laughing
1: and this is going to bite us in the ass when there's a murder
0: (laughs) yeah well uh until that day um I look forward to talking with you next time Yes. Probably post Oscars later in March.
1: Yep. I'll see you then, Will. Love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Will is on Twitter and Letterboxed at youngest of one, and his website is williamhoffacker.com.
0: You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram, at exclamate underscore on Twitter, or on her website ElizabethDeannaMorrisLakes.com. Our website is SmugBuds.com, and the podcast is at SmugBuds on Twitter and Instagram.